Mangled and frazzled South Africa. We've got a crew in the house in little boxes all around the screen. Uh, we should pipe them in soon. Um, episode 127, folks, uh, continuing our journey around the planet of um, COVID lockdown. Um, here comes the crew. They're being piped in now. Hello, Buzz. Welcome this evening, bro. Hello, Dan. Hello, Joe. I can see you all there. Alrighty, so... Um, so I, I literally haven't seen you guys since last week this time, but we're, we're around. We, we, you know, we're we're on common threads. How's it going with you, Joe? You've got a house full it's of kids. Right. We had a little bit of an issue with our um, generator and stuff because you know we're solar, so we had a bit of an issue last night. Um, still in the middle of resolving that, but here I am, a little bit darker in the background. Paraffin <laughs> lamps abound, but I'm, I'm, I'm stealing all the, the electricity for the show. Okay, and, have you, um, and you've got some weed with you, yeah? You've got some weed, yeah? I do. My young, my eldest son um, very kindly rolled me some joints again. And you, and you Dan, have you got so plenty of weed for lockdown? And you, Dan, have you got plenty of weed for lockdown? Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely made sure I was sorted for this occasion. That was one thing that I made provision for, and the rest of the other shit I'm scrambling for <laughs> over the last few days. So, so you're paying lank yes, for... I definitely made sure that I was You're paying lank for toilet rolls at the moment, yeah? You just you just spent all your money on weed. No, no, yeah, 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 well, yes, kind of. I mean, I've prepped with certain things, but yeah, I've got lots of fun. <laughs> and have you, have you started smoking yet, Buzz? Yeah, you're growing your own. <laughs> yeah, big time. And you, Buzz, have you come off the wagon yet? No, I'm back on the peace pipe a bit. I've got a few tight nuts to get me through the lockdown, <laughs> but nothing like I used to. I'm uh, not going to lie, because getting a bit soft in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found maybe I've noticed that I've been off the, the wagon for a while. When I smoke, I don't have to smoke as much to get as high, which is really nice, though. So I think I'm back on the wagon, but I'm still lank lightweight. All right. Yeah. All four of us are wearing blue tops. Mm -hmm. all, yeah, Mine's purple. Yeah. It's got a smiley face. Nice. Like the blue crew. Okay. Um, I'm feeling a little bit left out there. Well, I, my um, smoking habits have changed since I took Dr. Emery's advice last week and went to some heavy dank stuff instead of sativas, and it's kind of sedated me a bit more. I've been dealing with an insurance claim all week for some stuff mm -hmm. and I've been dabbing big blobs of CBD on a nail straight out of a syringe from Durban just to tranquilize me so I can deal with Hollard without losing it. So that's been working quite medicinally. What? Um, it's a desperate measures. <laughs> desperate measures. It's, it tastes <laughs> like bubblegum actually. It's really weird. I've got it down here now but uh, we'll get to that. The reason I ask you all about all of this is uh, Buzz's poll for this week 
is about how much weed you got for lockdown. So tonight's poll for everybody that's in and around and listening is have you got enough weed for this lockdown? Yeah, I've got lank dank. Two, touch and go. Three, already run out. Lank dank, touch and go, or have you already busted your stash after one week? I wonder, um, I, I'm quite elated that, you know, like Dan says, grow your own and stuff. So we, we're not going to run out of weed. It's like, it's harvest time. But um, you've got to think about a week in and the, the dude's running the pedal moonshine across the streets now. I must, must be pretty weird in alcohol land. Do you know anybody that's um, alcohol orientated that's struggling? I've seen on the community uh, WhatsApp groups and the, the community Facebook groups, there's a lot of people are bargaining. The, the, the black market is, is already starting to thrive for tobacco and alcohol. I personally have given away for free three boxes of cigarettes to people in my street because I'm a good neighbor, but uh, I, I can't charge them. But yeah, no, I'm not selling that. Just prolonging I'd rather not be arrested for that. Suffering there, you know that. Say again? Yeah. I'm just saying Joe's prolonging their suffering. They rather must just deal with the fact that they didn't prep themselves properly. And if they know that they're supposed to get these things, then unfortunately, you know, I mean, if you've not given away your, you know, this is like typical doomsday preppers. You think to yourself, hey, look at those people. They're so crazy for keeping all this stuff. But now you've given away part of your stuff. time because he's a medic. Oh, and and, okay. and well, I respect that. He's been working hard. So, yeah, he got his for free. He'll well, get his next one for free as well. Next one was like mow your lawn or something. So, it, Dan, it, Dan, here's a question for you. Um, how much money do you think you've saved on petrol this month or in, in the last week or 10 days? Yeah, I mean, I've saved money on fuel, but also, you must remember, we've now all gone and bought these extra groceries and things that we wouldn't normally just lash out at this right. time for because obviously we all you go to the shops and you look at the shelves and they actually are emptying out and they say the supply chain is going to keep up but uh yeah it's a bit it's a bit sketchy at the moment things are getting out of the store very quickly um but it's not like pandemonium but yeah saved a bit of money from not driving around which is good yeah for sure although fuel came down <laughs> Did it? The price of fuel has come down. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. There's some weird shit going on. I'm um, I'm completely gobsmacked with it. Um, uh, I don't know what to... I don't drive that much anyway, so guys, I've been at home for like two months already, so it's just welcome to the party for the rest of your... <laughs> Yeah, you're the most used to this out of all of us. You probably don't know. You're like, oh, this is nothing for me. Yeah, dude. I've been preparing. Like you say, there's doomsday preppers. I've been storing all my marbles for a time like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went the other day, doomsday prepping. I went the other day to, uh, it was a big nursery. Big nurseries uh, where people go and buy, obviously, plants and seedlings and stuff. And there was no vegetable seedlings at all. Nothing. I think I got catnip. Only. Yes, so, I think people are prepping for the worst, but I mean, by the time those plants give any fruit or bear any fruit, we should supposedly should be out of this lockdown. But at least they're getting into gardening and starting to create self-sustaining gardens in their homes. So it's, it's a start. Yeah, there's some way there's definitely... Just in time for... 
There's definitely some weird shit going on. We are we are eating less. We're eating much simpler food. We're eating less meat. We're le we're actually eating less of anything, as if it all has to last now, because you know it's like there is a finite thing going on here at the moment. But uh, anybody who thinks it's like going to be the twenty first of April and everything's going to be cool by the pool, fucked if I know it. No idea. I've got to try and stay off the social media actually, because it's just fucking out there. It's out there. It is. <coughs> I look. I normally only eat once a day, and I've stuck to still eating like once a day. And I've said to the kids, if you keep making trips to the fridge, you're not hungry, you're bored. But they also haven't. We've been busy around the house, so we've stuck to our normal eating routine at least. That's been cool. And my local spa is stocked to the top. They were busy stocking shelves uh, yesterday. Okay. Often. Yeah, look, um, there's um, uh, the only the only way I can see any commerce is at six o'clock in the morning. The chicken farm trucks leave as normal, and there they go delivering eighty thousand fucking eggs every morning or whatever it is. And then the dude comes to collect the chicken shit later to take to the to the nursery. So there is this background of stuff going on. You just can't collapse the whole thing, but. It is getting weirder and weirder when you consider you put a post up, Joe, that said the cops have killed more people in the violence since the fucking lockdown. I mean, for Christ's sake, what a well, fucking statistic. Hectic. It's, it's insane. And it's, it's at least people, are, it's kind of showing off exactly what their tendencies are. People are, can now notice. We'll compare the fucking police deaths versus virus deaths. I've stayed off social media a bit today, so I don't know if they've killed any more people today. But uh, it's it sucks. Right. And one of those oaks was in his own yard. Okay, we've I've got a um, I've got a live stream here now. I've got a um, a chat. Grows without borders. Raw milk, fresh chicken, and avos. There's a good mix. Could do with all of those. We've got some avos. Somebody brought us some avos from downtown. That was lecker. Oh, I need avos. Um, Warren reckons another. He suspects another twenty-one days, but hey, by that time, oh, days yeah. days will be a weird thing by then. If they go another twenty-one days, I think this country is going to crumble. <laughs> There's going to be serious fucking problems if we go another twenty-one days, where majority of the people that earn money in this country are literally either you know working like a waiter or. Something that's directly, they earn they keep every day, every week. If we carry on further than that, we're going to have big problems. We're going to have very big problems. Um, yeah. Um, all right, hang on. You talk amongst yourselves a minute. I've got an extremely long message from one of our guests tonight. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I'm Wow. Let's not hope. I mean, I, I actually saw some pretty good stuff around the bar. Panyazala Sufi and some Logan and obviously people around the town where they actually providing for the poor and for the homeless and gathering up all the homeless people and sticking them into like stadiums and schools and halls and all sorts of things. So there's a bit of hope that the, that, we, that our government is helping the people of need in the country. Yeah, I know. Look, I cried a lot about that sort of situation over the last week or so, but um I'm trying to think positively now, and so I'm trying to balance that with thinking how much small businesses are going to rise out of this, and the creativity that we're going to be putting at, at work just to, to survive, to make ends meet, bartering, 
um, it's going to be a whole new world coming out of this. And it, it could be really exciting if we put positive energy into it. Um, yeah. I agree. No, there's got to be, everyone's changing. Like you said, like Dan says, people are buying up seedlings and stuff. I mean, truth be known, I planted a whole no. bunch of sweet peas today. Really? <laughs> what do you reckon, Buzz? You know, I don't know. I'm still a little bit conspiratorial about the whole thing. Good for you. I think, I think what's, what's going to drive us all mad is, you all know that feeling. It's been a long month, in a long year, and it's a Friday, and you're just watching the clock tick down. And that Friday afternoon feels like the slowest hours of your life. I think the last week is going to be very trying for the whole nation psychologically, because when I was off my leg for that month, Week two, week, week three was when it really starts getting hard. Start getting a bit trapped in your head and tired of seeing the same four walls. So, like, like running a marathon and hitting that wall where you just don't know if you can go on. And that's, that's when we really need to reach out to our friends because that's when the suicide rates, I think, will spike as well. Jesus. So we really, really, really need to be reaching out to each other and keeping each other sane through this thing. Exactly, because we're all talking about the financial impact. Yes, as a small business owner, I'm also going to be shifting bricks at the end of this month. And I know Standard Bank's not going to give no one a proper payment holiday. So we all know the financial impact, but you're right, Joe. We need to think about like the emotional and psychological impacts because it's going to feel awfully lonely coming through. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm blessed to be in a home where there's seven people, like permanent residents. Um, but for the people who are stuck alone and, and, and who may already suffer with anxiety or depression, it's our worry, hey? They must just jump on Zoom. Like I said earlier, I, I, I've basically gone on, got Zoom, I call a whole lot of my mates, we put Zoom on and we literally would put it on the side of, the, of your desk or whatever it is and let it run because you've got five of your mates that you can chat to and not even have to like actually deal with them. You can walk away and come back to your phone if you want to, instead of having someone else in the room. So, Zoom, big up. <laughs> That's what we but use what it now. What happens when you start fighting with the wife in the background and you forgot the Zoom on? Then what thing? There's a button. No, 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 no. You must always make sure. You must check. So, you must mute it and turn the video off. Like, you can just do like this. Turn the video off. Like, who's? Uh, somebody did. I saw a video of somebody on Twitter that actually was on a conference call, and she went to the toilet and she left her phone on the bath, but you could see the top of her head as she was sat on the loo, and she had no idea in her head that she was still live on a call with the office. So, people are now learning. People are now learning. Yeah, people are learning a whole new way of doing shit. Well. Um, this live stream has got, well, what are we on? we got three or four people on it. Hello. Our, our first guest tonight. Uh, hello. Who's that? There he is. Our first guest tonight is going to, we're going to be online for about an hour or so. And this guy has now started a live stream for the next 12 hours. And he's live on his Instagram talking us live to us on ours. And it's our old friend Gringo Loco, and he's sat in a room with an amazing piece of glass there in Miami of all places. Good evening, brother. How are you? Good, my friends. How are you? Yeah, Gringo. <laughs> I miss all you guys. Familiar faces. Look at that beard down there. Whoa. <laughs> Snack. 
Once it starts going from up here, we put it down here. <laughs> hey, um, on that note, Gringo, wait till it starts falling out of your head and coming out of your ears. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, I, I got someone for that. <laughs> so tell us, Gringo, Gringo, you've got quite a you've got quite a marathon thing going on at the moment. You are you are now planning to be live for the next twelve hours in like four or five continents, yeah? Yeah, uh, I just actually, when I was waiting for you guys uh, there, I was, I was on with uh, Mara, the crazy bag lady uh, from Amsterdam. She's okay. been in Amsterdam the last 30 years, but she's actually from Canada. She's a real sweet lady. She represents um, the smell-proof bags called Absinthe. Um, I met her three or four years ago in Spain and bought a, bought a bunch of bags. <laughs> <laughs> so she just spent a good 20 minutes with me telling me what's going on in Amsterdam and smoking some orange soda. Okay. That sounds very Californian. Anything with like some citrus in it is bound to be some sort of Californian weed. I imagine I, every time I hear something like that, I always assume there's some sort of tangy base. Right. Um, I can't remember the guys who said that it was uh, the growers, but it was cultivated in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, which is cool. But probably some California genetics in there. Okay. On our live feed, I don't know whether you can see our live chat there. There's a whole bunch of people asking about that beautiful piece of glass there. Show us that. Put that thing up to camera a little bit. Let's have a look at that piece of glass. I probably can show you how it works. <laughs> well, that would be first prize. This is a little tiny um, rhinoceros by Domino Glass. Uh, so this is pretty cool. I scooped this up a little while back. I dig it. I like it's small, so usually my travel rig. The best part about it is the banger. The banger <laughs> is a goes down. the banger's a beaut. Well, and what are you smoking in there tonight? Are you have you got a whole bunch of stuff going on there tonight? For, are you you're going to be there for the foreseeable future. Right? Up, ready to go. Most what? of the stuff I've been smoking on are these guys here. Where's the camera? There right it there. is. So this is rosin only, and they have a garden uh, in Denver, in Colorado. And he only does, I only like to, well, not only, but one of the best gardens is his garden. And he's very selective on who washes his material. So his garden's grown so, solely for solventless extractions. So it's not for flowering like that. When he's harvesting, he's harvesting a little early, making sure he's got nice clear trichomes, and he's harvesting just for solventless. So this right here is the Ken D, washed by Ken Wall. So Ken Wall washed this one. It's a nice texture. It actually came looking like a snapping pole. Oh, look at well, you that. Whip it up and it, yeah, you whip it up, and it comes out something like this, and you can change the texture just by uh, the effort you put into it, really. So that one's pretty cool. Uh, and then this is another. This is a rosin only. I don't have too much left of that in this jar. But this is a rosin only uh, grease monkey that was washed by my alpine nuts. So what he does from his nice garden is he has certain people that will go and wash for him that are experts. Like Cuban Grower is probably one of the, the best ones out there. And he takes his stuff, brings it from Denver, goes over to Sacramento, and, and they go ahead and, and wash it. And it's some of the best stuff that, that's out. These guys won Davidu USA this year. They came in second in Davidu Barcelona with a power nap. So Jules probably can tell us about sample number two in the rosin category. Well, um, I managed to steal that. And that is the official Davidu. <laughs> So I managed to pocket one of those on the way up. So this this is not uh, we we actually brought a bucket of diamonds, some diamonds back from Dabadoo. I, I managed to score some for the crew.
but we never saw the crew ever again. Can you believe it? We, we just haven't seen these guys in the flesh since I went away to Spain. And you, you left, you guys, all of the American contingent left very quickly after Dabadua. You were out of there. Yeah, you can blame our government on that. There was such a miscommunication um, and mixed messages coming from the states as to what would be, you know, allowed for travel. That as soon as uh, President Trump went on that night, I think I was sitting in the house with Mad River Melts and a bunch of other Americans. It must have been two or three in the morning in Spanish time, and we we're having a good old time. And then uh, the President of the United States comes on and says he's shutting the border. And he didn't announce any exclusions for United citizens or anything like that. So uh, to cover my ass, as soon as as soon as David was over, I kind of I kind of bailed on the cleanup. <laughs> and uh, when Mila got back to the Airbnb, she just saw me with all my bags, and she's like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, "I gotta go home." <laughs> so as soon as my obligations were done with David, it was my job to get uh, get back home and take her obligations here. Well, we we were traveling with an American friend, and she didn't. She, we all stayed maybe another two days because we literally couldn't afford to get a ticket the next day. We could only afford to get a ticket three yeah. days later and not five days. It was just yeah. a money thing for us. Well, and by the, time she, by the time she got out of Spain and got back to America, she had to quarantine, self-quarantine for 14 days before she could go to Mexico. So, um, wow. yeah, so you were right in leaving. But, you know, um, those dudes at the back, the Humboldt crew that were there that I actually met in the street. Imagine, what was the name? There was a bar. Let me set the stage for everybody. I get a message to go to the Dabadoo from this guy, and he says, meet me at this bar. And it's like four stops on the subway north of town, and you walk up a few blocks, and you get to this arbitrary bar, and you're in Spain, and you're meant to be asking for this guy called Gringo. <laughs> and we the first person first people we met were four very very american looking dudes and they actually ended up being people all the way from humboldt looking for the same gringo guy and i was watching those guys do it they were all sat together doing all of their dabs at the back and geez they could put them away huh? they were professional dab doers they they had the constitutions of like water buffaloes those guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could have been the Mills guys. I don't know. It sounds like the Mills guys. Mills pays the bills. Those are the big news guys. It sounds like there are some husky fellas. Yeah, husky fellas, all right. It was a great success, yeah. Brew. It was one of the greatest things I ever did. But doing my job, being the the cannabis dude, and going to the UN, and all of the things that we get around to doing, Dabadoo was one of the greatest things I ever did. And um, I didn't know I could do twenty one dabs. It was quite cool to find out. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta push yourself sometimes for the greater good of the community. <laughs> Is that what you call it? So what... <laughs> you know what? I didn't do any dabs all day. I, 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 I had zero dabs. <laughs> I was so busy. Yeah, as soon as Dabadu, uh, I, did, I forgot to drink water. I was just so busy. As soon as Dabadu was over, I sat down and I started getting cramps. <laughs> I had to drink water and start doing dabs to get to my regular pH balance. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, well, yeah, it was a long day. It was a little hectic, so I was running around back and forth. But um, I'm excited to see what comes next with Dabadu. Excited to see you guys do something down there, hopefully. Well, so, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, it's quite awesome that. Um, oh, actually, I was gonna ask the Continental Cup that it's, you know, you, you when you came down to South Africa, you created the Con Continental Cup, and now you've traveled around to a few countries and done it. How's it going with that? 
I got the dad man up right here, but to do that and show you, I'd have to take all my stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you That would have been a good time. You know, here we go. Yeah. Fuck yeah, there it is. Continental Miami. Yeah, that was Miami. That was actually, we just did there, and then we did Miami. Uh, this little thing here threw a wrench into some plans to do in, in the UK, but um, I really want to wait to do something with Jair. That's a me and Jair thing. So, uh, you know, these cups and those things are not about, uh, for me, they're just really about seeing old friends. So to make Jair a part of that would be a big deal. So I want to make sure we get that done. So I think hopefully Amsterdam next. So yeah, maybe we can team something up if you guys are doing. Uh, I know there's the big expo down. You guys have what twice a year, Cape Town and Joburg, right? The Joburg one comes in, in August. Yeah, it's coming in August, but with this whole COVID thing, they've already postponed to pretty much next year from what we know. Yeah. Because that's always the best time to do an event, like uh, a smaller cup or a Dabadoo. That's why Dabadoo uh, Barcelona went so well, and we had the support we had, is because everyone's already in town. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Um, if you guys have access to the Daga, the Daga Couple IG, you can go on live and then it will show on both our screens. It's not a big deal. Actually, Danny, why don't you do it? Actually, no, I'm like, I'll have AJ join. That's what I should do. Yeah. yeah, we're going to come on there after the wheel. Once you're, once you're going live, we're all going to come through. We'll check it out. Yeah. I got a few of you guys. There you go. I'm going to see else to here. Perfect. Yeah, August. Well, let's see what happens with that expo. It's just my opinion. Um, actually, I think it's funny because you have places like Costa Rica and Peru that do a pretty good job uh, with the data. You know, you'll get a pull. Like if you throw if you throw a cup in places that generally don't have an event, then people are going to come regardless. Um, like even like Milo wasn't really famous in Colombia and all these places before. It was Davidu that helped brought the hash queen more. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of the opposite. Before it was kind of the hash queen did dab and do, and now people are like, oh wow, dab and do, let's see the hash queen. So it's pretty dope. So I think you guys would have a good pull. For sure. I think we will also, people are, people are amped, people are excited, I promise you. The, 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 the community and the, the dabbing community is growing. Each dab and do is different. Here we go. Uh, each dab and do is different in its own. Like, um, for, for instance, Colombia was amazing. It was three days in our own private island, and we're and we're and we're chilling there. And uh, we had to take boats to get there, and you have to order the food the week ahead of time to make sure it's going to be on the island. And you're running up and jumping in the ocean off the gazebo, and there was only I think 86 people there, and we had maybe six or seven entries from each category, so maybe 18 total, nothing too crazy. A couple of good ones from the states that ended up winning, um, but the event was more about the atmosphere. And spending time on a private island with your friends and enjoying that type of stuff. And Miami was just five hours of the best rosin and hash <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, it was like thirty-five dabs straight. You know, and and real high quality. Uh, in my opinion, the rosin category that the dab in Miami always went down is like that rosin thing. You know, like we had we had seven out of the ten probably could have been winners of most events. So it was really nice. And same thing for Barcelona. You know, it depends on your area. So as long as you can get five or six uh, decent entries and get decent people around, you make it your own. Sounds like the rosin's getting quite uh, quite refined to be competing with the uh, hydrocarbon. Well, for me, that's all I smoke is rosin. And people will tell you that melt, like um, just regular hash, is the most premium product. And I'd probably agree with you there, right? So if you get a nice, the, you know, the, the finest water hash, that's what you'd want to dab. But for me, it's easier to dab rosin because the temperature doesn't have to be exact. You know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more forgiving uh, as opposed to the, 
the hash, like when you overheat the hash, you get a real burnt taste, so the cellulose pods are bursting and stuff like that. Um, so I prefer rosin, so it'll be easier to do it, but the, the milk is, is most people's favorite categories. The true connoisseurs. Yeah, five star full melt static what what. Yeah, I you know what I'm talking about. I think I actually have some Cuban uh, Cuban type melt. I gotta bust out a little bit later. I think I've had it since December. I think I got a couple of dabs in there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sounds good. Um, but, um, so I don't think anybody can see me, but they can still hear me. Yeah, I can't. I can't see anybody at the moment. It's all getting quite complicated around here. You don't have a picture yeah, of me at all, no? Oh, there you go. No, there's a, there's a picture. Okay, I've got a picture back up. Well done, Neilio Brew. It must be a nightmare in the background at the moment. We're, limit, we're on very limited stuff because a lot of the stuff we use for the Hotbox show is in everybody's lounges back in their houses. So it's like... Anyway, Gringo, dude, one day we shall meet again and give each other a great big bear hug again and fuck this virus stuff and social distancing and... You will do a dab do Some of those, some of those samples for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done now. I've just had now. This is whoa. This is um, dab number heaven knows what for the day. But um, what we're going to do in this bio now, um, Gringo, is put your link so everybody can go and join your feed after the hotbox show finishes um, at about in about an hour. Yeah. All right, so um, we'll we'll keep popping in and grab you as we're going along. Thanks for talking to us, Gringo. Later, buddy. Nice one, Gringo. Peace, man. Adios, amigo. Okay, what a story. Okay, the the situation the the situation here was. Just the two of us. All right, turn on jewels. All right, the um the the story here in the studio was. Somebody Sorry, tried to buddy. send a WhatsApp call to the camera. Yeah, Gringo, you can not... Gringo, turn your audio off now. Wow, this is a story. Okay. <laughs> While well, all of that happened, our generators stuff broke, and so it went completely dark here for a while <laughs> as well, yeah. so... Jules was dealing with his stuff. My kids were dealing. We've got lights again now, though. It's cool. What I can tell you is because we've been messing around so long, uh, both our next guests are waiting patiently in the wings. So I believe Julie's live with us now and she can see us and hear us. Are you around, Julie? Hi. Yay! There you are, loud and clear. Where's loud and clear? I believe you're in California somewhere, Julie. Whereabouts are you? Yes, I'm in uh, the central coast of California. I'm two hours north of Los Angeles. Okay. And happy to be here with you all. I know, it's so super cool. Have you seen my t-shirt tonight? I have to tell Did you see my t-shirt? Let me see, where are you? I don't know which. Oh, I love it! Look, there's Sparky. <laughs> this. Uh, let me tell everybody. Um, this lady, Julie, we we were friends online for years. I met her partner at the time when Myrtle and I went to Montreal to do a conference, and the only people we could find in Montreal in town was this dude called um, um, Vergados, and he had a runner called Vegas in a really cool car. And we ordered some weed, and you wouldn't believe it. The guy, Vegas, the runner, came to the front of the um, expo center 
and I got in the passenger seat and he turned and looked at me and went, wow, you're old. And that was the start of my relationship <laughs> with Skunk Magazine. And when I was in my hour of need and I needed some weed in Montreal, Skunk came to the rescue and that's because, and now I know Julie because you're a co-owner of Skunk Magazine and we met in America last year for the first time. So I've been trying to get you on the show for a little while because... Um, you're, well, we consider you a whole bunch of fun, and you're a great business lady, and what we wanted to know from South Africa today was, how's it going in your part of the world with all of this strangeness that is going on, apart from cannabis and everything, how's it going with your lockdown, and, and what are your rules, and can you go out to the shops, is there army in the street, what's happening? Um, <clears throat> it is a full-fledged, you know, across the, the nation uh, lockdown. Um, I was just reading um, some news from California just this morning that um, I, I think we're past, I think we're in the 14, don't quote me on the day, but we're like two weeks into being required to be at home. And it was, uh, you know, don't go out unless absolutely necessary for food um, and, you know, absolute emergency situations was the general rule. Not martial law uh, yet. Um, just that uh, stay inside, um, don't go anywhere, um, just stay inside and, uh, and take all the necessary precautions. What I was happy to hear this morning was that we were really um, look like that we could be heading into the situation that's happening in New York. Last week, we didn't know, you know, uh, because there was zero testing, really no testing at all in, in California. Uh, I was looking and looking, trying to find a place, trying to see um, my grandmother, who's 92, who we came to stay with. Um, she was supposed to go to the hospital. Uh, something was going on with her chest, and she could not go, and she has not been able to go. Um, luckily, she's feeling much better. But, um, yeah, we didn't know if last week if we were going to see, because of this irresponsibility of people just kind of going out and doing things as normal, if we were going to see huge spikes, as we're seeing in New York. And it looks like over this week's time that this stay at home is being honored in California. Okay. Um, and, and it's it's working. It's paying off in big areas like San Francisco, which right. could have been extremely dangerous, as we all know. You guys spent time there when you were visiting. Um, I just also heard that it seems that it's stopping. While new cases are still coming on, it doesn't seem that it's uh, going at the accelerated rate that's happening in New York right now. Interesting. It's the same kind of parallel universe that we've got going here. I, this flattening of the curve thing, I think, may well be working, but I don't know what to believe anymore. We're just trying to keep mm -hmm. ourselves together and keep it together and deal with... Still, we got loads of queries coming into Fields of Green for All. It never stops. People... We actually got a message today in our inbox uh, do you sell cigarettes? Because <laughs> um, cigarettes have been banned. There's no cigarettes or tobacco, cigarettes or alcohol for the next three weeks in South Africa. So that, but we've got, as you know, we've got this constitution. We've got this constitutional right to be able to use cannabis. So it's like we got the upper hand. We we spoke to somebody in um, in Las Vegas last week, and he said that 
the 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 cannabis shops in Nevada are essential items. Is it the same in California? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. That has been uh, definitely the silver lining here uh, for me. Um, just to watch this, uh, you know, ten days ago I was talking with John, my partner at the magazine, and we were really kind of up in the air because we didn't know how our businesses would be impacted and we didn't know who would be able to endure with a shutdown, shutdown ourselves included. And then last week, the, a lot of these kinds of, of victories were made for cannabis to be determined as essential. And that was huge. That was huge that, that you know, um, no, you know, we cannot have these businesses closed because millions of people are going to be hurt uh, if, if that happens. And so I think that that was uh, one of the small, I guess we had to celebrate the small good things that are happening amidst all of this challenge. And I would say that is a definitely a small um, victory for us in the cannabis industry who fought so long is that in crisis, yes, we do need our cannabis as a medicine. Um, we, will, we will be able to continue. And so for us, uh, on a very real level, um, we've lost a couple of businesses uh, in this last two weeks that um, could not handle it. Um, and then others are fighting hard and standing with us. So I, I am, Jules, that is a huge thing that I think is going to protect a lot of cannabis businesses um, that may have not been able to endure. That's really cool. That's really cool news. And the, and the protocol to be able to, in your hood, if you wanted to get something to smoke and you knew the dispensary downtown, do you have to, do, you, do they get deliver it or do you have to go? Is it, what, what, what's the protocol to actually, can you just dial some weed in your part of the world? Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. I mean, the thing that we're dealing with in California, as you know, is under Prop 64, before this crisis ever happened, cannabis businesses were struggling and fighting to survive in a very unfair, uh, kind of uh, unequitable scenario um, in California in general. And we've seen this happen in other uh, areas, states and countries that have legalized, is, is, um, is that the small mom and pops fight to survive. Um, what I've seen is that, okay, we're still fighting to survive. Now it just got even more challenging. And what I see a lot of businesses doing is, is moving and being agile, which they've been trained to do in the decades that they've been fighting against all of these different challenges and hurdles that we all face to do business and um, and to provide medicine to people against, you know, under duress. And so, yeah, I see a lot of people moving to do delivery, moving to do um, curb curbside service, though I've seen that there's issue with, issues with that as well. So then they're just limiting the number of guests that can come in and sterilizing everything. Um, but I do see uh, a surge towards delivery, which I think is great. Um, 
I think that we, you know, and, and then I then, you know, being on the Central Coast right now, I mean, the black market is still thriving. Uh, it was under 64 and it, it's going to remain so. And I'm, yeah, I think that this is not going to quell it. It's, Excellent. <laughs> we're still, we still got another, you know, many, many years, I feel, to fight for an equitable and just system to do business properly. And bi and business in general, in print, you're in print media. It's still quite a brave thing to be in. Everyone's a, an online platform, and you still have Skunk Magazine. I want to show you something else, Julie. Look at this. Look at these collector's items of Skunk Magazine. Can you believe this shit? These are these are for from 2015. Women of Weed in 2015. These this is our Skunk Magazine, the Skunk Magazine collection in the hotbox show. Including the glorious... I love it! In, yeah, I know, completely. Um, so we, we've got these scattered around the place. I gotta send you more tools. I gotta send you guys the current issue with Jack on the cover. Nice. Jack. Okay, well, that's so, a deal. As long as, long as you... Pop me your address, and I'll pop, I'll pop some in the mail for you. Cool, as long as, long as you so, can... Yeah. Oh, is that, am I what? dead... Have I gone again? No. Now there's all sorts of issues going on in the background here. Um, Julie, have you part? Yeah, Julie, are you still there? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna swap over a bit now. It's been really really cool chatting to you and giving us an update of how it is in America and how to get the weed. I've got one last question for you. Our poll tonight. The general poll, every time we do the show, we got a, a stoner poll. The question for South Africa tonight is, have you got enough weed for the lockdown? Yeah, I've got loads. It's touch and go, or I've already run out. So what would your answer be for the poll tonight? I've got loads <laughs> of weed. It's touch and go, or I've already run out. Is that your last joint? <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to the bottom of the barrel here. Look at this jar. I was just on the phone yesterday <laughs> asking for uh, the troops. I need reinforcements. And, uh. Uh, <laughs> so I'm down to the wire here. Uh, okay. Yes. Well, at the end of the stems, show... Stems, at the end of the show, we already, we'll post the results of how the poll went, and you're one of the statistics now, okay. So, Julie, it's been cool catching okay. up with you. S say hello to Sage. Say hello to your... How many generations have you got in the house at the moment? I've got four. The great-grandma, 92, and son, 18. Shit. And mom, <laughs> 60. <laughs> so we're, we're all here. We're safe. We're staying in. And uh, it was such a pleasure. I uh, I can't wait to have you on my show, Jules, and I'd love to come on again and tell more about uh, what we're doing at Skunk. Super. We'll love have you guys. back. We'll have you back. Good luck with the lockdown or whatever you want to call it. And say hello to John if you yes, speak to him, all right? everything. Cool. You guys are in our hearts. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. And you're in ours. Thank you. Wow, imagine that. Uh, do, you, do you remember, Buzz, when I got back from... Um, California dreaming and I told everybody about the the way you can just dial weed and it just arrives at your door and there's a credit card machine and it's in a nice box somebody's going to make a fortune doing that in South Africa at some point 
Yeah, as long as there's not 420% tax like in California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Nelio in the background, uh, uh, it's all getting controlled long way from here remotely onto a desktop that's over there that is somebody else's that's over here and um, it's a ch we, we've, we're challenging ourselves as we're going along with limited stuff but um, that was Julie Chiarello, she is the co-owner of Skunk Magazine which is based in Montreal and she does the American bit and she's an absolute firebrand and she's brilliant at what she does. Go find her on Facebook. She's, um, she's got opinions about just about everything and we love her to bits here. And that was great to have her on the show. A bit of women power. Dan, you're still with us, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so somebody on the feed called Matt Nunn says, Who's the Jules doppelganger? So I guess they're talking about our next guest who's been waiting very patiently. He looks a bit like me, actually, with the glasses and the, and the, the flare coming off his laptop. Anthony, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, let's get those uh, okay. levels a bit. It's a little bit weak. Maybe you need to get closer to a mic or... Okay, let me get to another mic. I've got two mics on my Okay. To, um, we've just been talking about um, essential products and how amazing that is in, in America, really, that it is now an essential service to be able to have cannabis. It's quite an astonishing thing. It's not written into any rules or laws, but there's a state of emergency and you can get your weed delivered. It's pretty out there. And the guy on the feed now, um, he's, he's been on the show before. His name's Anthony Reese, and he's from the Traditional Natural Health Alliance. And he has been battling in the background, really like this silent warrior, to make sure that, in part, the, as far as I can tell, the health shops in South Africa can now reopen and remain open. Because, as Anthony puts it, all we've got left here is our immune systems, and they were trying to take it away. Anthony, thanks for hanging on so long, and thanks for coming on to the show. Tell us a little bit of what, about what's happened in the, with this turnaround with the government in the last couple of days. Yeah, I just wanted to check the mic case. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. All right, cool. Right, um, we had a situation here in the Western Cape um, after the lockdown where bureaucrats, you know, provincial government sent the police and the army into wholesale stores to shut them down forcibly at the barrel of a gun, literally. And um, it created quite a, a tension in the industry. We also heard sporadic reports that health food stores around the country, as far as Limpopo, um, Nelspruit, Potchefstroom, uh, etc., had similar police action where police were walking into health food stores saying they're not essential services and wanting to arrest the owners, which is actually quite bizarre. So we jumped into action immediately as soon as we heard that, and we, we looked at the law, um, and we realized that health food stores primarily sell medicines and food, which are exempt substances in the exemption lists. So we spent a good part of the last five days battling with uh, senior bureaucrats in, in various government departments, right up to um, premiers of provinces, etc. And we managed to crack it here in the Western Cape. We had a pronouncement yesterday from the... Um, Western Cape government through uh, the MEC David Manier 
for health and, and, and others from trade and industry with a proclamation that came out yesterday that health food stores can remain open. So that was a great victory for the health food stores and it set a precedent for the rest of the uh, provinces, we believe, and we're working very hard banging on the doors of the DTI at the moment to have a national proclamation on this front. It's absolutely extraordinary that they would think about closing such things in the first place. We've had, we had this conversation last week, all these arbitrary things that you can and cannot buy because of this lockdown. Um, it, you well, really, go ahead. Now that's the problem. You see, the, the arbitrariness is coming from people who are interpreting it, lay, lay policemen and lay soldiers who walk into stores and don't actually understand the uh, regulations that were promulgated under for the lockdown regulations. So, you know, if they get an order from someone up on the top that says, you know, close everything down except Woolworths and Pick and Pay, they're going to follow those orders. And this, this was the problem, where a lot of the health food stores were based inside shopping centres, and they came into shopping centres to check for compliance that other stores weren't open, and they wouldn't hear anything about it, even though they were shown that probably 80% of what was sold in the stores is food, and the other 20% were medicines, um, which are all essential items. Absolutely crazy, ludicrous kind of stuff. But, you know, that's the way it is. So but we, we're lucky we've turned it around. And you say that you've, this, is like, this is just the Western Cape at the moment. This is a... a you've earned... Well, you've... The, most, of the, most of the complaints were coming in from the Western Cape. We believe there was a woman by the name of Helen Davies, who's the chief director of the Department of Economic Development and Tourism. She's the one who sent in all the um, law enforcement agencies to close the health food stores. We wrote uh, a letter to her, two letters to her over the last five days, absolutely no response. So we had to go higher, and uh, we had an ear with the premier of the province and Within an hour or two of getting to him, everything sorted itself out. Wow. Well, we know that we know that lady from. We know that lady. How can people rely on that medicine? Well, that's it. You know, complementary medicine, health supplements, and these things are, we believe, a fundamental choice of people in South Africa. We have, in our laws, we we already recognise these things as complementary medicines, health supplements, etc. We recognise the practitioners who who dispense these things uh, in law. So it makes no sense that these medicines would now be dealt with any differently to pharmaceutical medicines for that matter. And uh, that was part and parcel of our argument. Does, it, does this have any bearing on any of the, the scheduling of CBD? I mean, you go back and the CBD story goes back to the beginning of time. And uh, or there's still we, we still have um, um, affiliate companies that have tons of CBD and bonded stories in total limbo. It doesn't do anything to release any of that story, does it, Anthony? No, it doesn't. And we're in a precarious situation with the CBD because CBD is still not considered a, an approved substance for foods, foodstuffs and beverages in this country. Our food control directorate still considers that illegal to add any CBD to foodstuffs, um, and tons of products have been sitting embargoed in state warehouses around the country that have been imported and are not being released because senior people in the, uh, the Directorate of Food Control in the Department of Health are not budging on the issue. Despite there has been uh, inter 
departmental discussions in this regard. Um, everything has gone quiet now, and uh, we're going to have to raise this again after lockdown. This is unacceptable. Um, if 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 CBD has been declared exempt as a medicine, it is not a medicine. And when you put it in your mouth and you swallow it, the only other alternative is that it's a food. And <laughs> you know, if, if they're saying, well, if it's if if it's not scheduled and it's not a medicine, but you can take it, it's all good. Um, how are you supposed to get it in your body? And the only way people are getting it is they drop it by tongue, or, or whatever it is, or, or you know, and or inedibles for for that for that matter, or beverages. And it's it's weird. We've got two arms of government that are not talking to each other and not not in sync with each other. No, that's it's unbelievable. That's I don't the... know what's going to happen. TBD uh, on the fifteenth of May when the twelve months is over for the exemption. There all sorts of of uh, course shenanigans going on behind the scenes there as well. I forgot all about. I was going to ask what is going to happen at the end of the twelve months because a lot of businesses have have put in a lot of money. A lot of people have invested a lot of money in in CBD businesses. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's it's grown into quite a large industry. It's it's formalizing. Uh, different trade associations are coming online and setting sort of. Uh, self-regulatory standards and are wanting to do the right thing, uh, coming on board and have worked with the TNHA in the past. We were the guys who launched the high court application for CBD to be uh, descheduled, which we which we managed to do at the last hour before going to court in a in a, in a closed room meeting. Um, but the 12 months is up on the 15th of May, and we don't know if that exemption is going to be extended or not. We hope it's going to be extended. We don't believe the science has changed. We don't believe the risk base of the substance has changed in any significant way. In fact, more studies have come out showing how safe it is. So they can't turn around and put it into a schedule now uh, because schedules have to be commensurate with risk. And we don't believe the risk is there. It's no more risky than alcohol. Alcohol should be scheduled. We know that. Precisely. Precisely. We've all seen how social media is falling apart with no access to alcohol. And it's only been a week. And they had time to stop up. Yeah, well, yeah. There are alternatives you can grow in the garden, I suppose. Indeed. And there are alternatives yeah. to uh, safe alcohol as well, because they're going to be a whole bunch of pineapples and moonshine and sugar and shit in the backyard yeah. now. That is the future of alcohol if they don't do something. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've been like, hmm. Have My you start community organization has got a, a WhatsApp group, and uh, people are already sharing recipes how to brew beer at home, etc. Et yeah, so, so, yeah, even if you yeah, I've seen a lot of that being advertised. Well, advertised with people talking of making their own booze. They're like, well, if we can't get it for the next three weeks, we might as well make our own. Yeah, no, well, that's, yeah. um, that's the whole thing. You, you've, you've been allowed to since the beginning of time, there is no restriction on you brewing some beer. At all, they ne they never was, but uh, nobody really does. We used to we grew up with it in England. It's part it was part of life in England, growing, growing, uh, brewing beer. And I never really brewed one that I could ever say was at all plausible. They were all horrible. Um, uh, there's people there's there's people on the feed that aren't really that impressed with CBD as a con concept. Um, CBD Corona based Dacher. <laughs> 
so let me get this clear. For, 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 uh, last point, Anthony. Let me just get this clear about CBD in a health food shop. If CBD was in a shop that was a, a health product shop, as long as there's no claims being made about it, it still can be sold as a health product on the high street. Well, we believe so, certainly. Um, there's a little caveat in that, in that because CBD is not scheduled and is not a medicine because it's exempt as medicine, it's not a medicine, according to SARPRO, because if it's not scheduled, it's not a medicine. So, <laughs> is it essential? Is, does it fall under the category of medicine? We would say yes, of course, but the SARPRO could turn around and say no, it isn't because it's exempt as medicine. But these are, these are small things and, and the law should not... Uh, occupy itself with trivialities like this in a situation like um, Anthony yeah, from I think with bigger things there's been a fish to fry at the moment exactly I think the SARP has got its, uh, its itself very busy at the moment uh, looking at all sorts of vaccines and all sorts of other medicines huge medicine stockouts in the country of essential medicines uh, cargo planes not coming into the country in a lot of the cargo in South Africa was coming in on commercial aircraft uh, in the cargo holds. Um, now we've got one or two cargo planes landing in the country in a week, and uh, we're running out of a lot of medicine. South Africa relies 80% of its medicines on import. So we're going to have problems real soon. Indeed. And I think that's just going to keep the authorities very busy for a long time. Anthony, it's always um, sure. it's always um, super interesting talking to you. You really are on the coalface of it. And um, thank you for spending some time with us tonight to deal with all of this because it really is bizarre times. We're going to put the link to the tnha.coza onto the bio. Go and have a look at that site. Read this man's blog post. They, they are updated all the time. Read what he has to say because he is right there at the front line. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us on the Hotbox Show. We'll, we'll see you offline in the background as things progress. Because, man, it's just There's so... One more thing, Jules. It's... Just one more thing, Jules. Yep. As soon as this lockdown is over, we're going to start working quite hard on getting CBD accepted as a food. Um, that's going to be our next push, and we're going to rely on people like you guys out there. We're going to start a petition. We're going to start a, a potentially a court action to have this done. So we're quite prepared to go to court to get CBD unlocked as Great. a food habit. Well, you and lots and lots of multinationals and lots of big supermarket chains and lots of chemists and everybody, they all want it. So I, don't, I think there'll be a great queue. There'll be some serious friends of the court if that ever happens, Anthony. We wish you well and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, so now we're going to try something else. Sure, it's always interesting. Yeah, uh, it is 237. We're going to try something off this handset now to see if I can get around to doing some Instagram. What do you think of all of that, crew? What do you think of that man and his stories? He's, got, he's always got a great story to tell. It's absolute bullshit, this whole thing, isn't it? The health food, control freak health food stuff. It really is absolute crap. Um, my background's a bit dark again. The genie died again. Fucking falling apart at the seams. Ridiculous. That now you look good. So I've got a question for all of you before we get on tonight's Instagram and poll results. 
Uh, Charles sent a very good article through this week that was about um, tips for quitting uh, cigarettes and booze. But what about the stoners now? We know weed's not addictive, but it's lacquer, so it's kind of addictive. But what about the people now who are running out of weed? Do you guys have any tips for the next two, three weeks without skate? Anything they can do to make their lives a little easier or just not to have Mary Jane on the mind so much? Well, I had this thought. Uh, go ahead, Dan, go ahead. I think just keep yourself busy. The main thing is... Um, well, I don't know. I guess a lot of a lot of stoners have do they smoke before they do anything, which is um, I guess just a habitual thing that all smokers would do. They'll, they'll smoke a joint, then they'll do something. Where you should rather maybe plan to do something and then smoke. So just try and prolong it. Set yourself some goals. If you don't have that much weed with weed on you, rather set the goal of having a your first smoke, say at midday, if it is like that, or. Don't smoke before every single task that you're going to do. That's not going to help you if you, if, you don't, if you haven't prepared yourself enough or if that's the kind of smoker that you are. Yeah. You know, I saw an article the other day of some guys that are actually trying to transport weed during the whole lockdown. They got caught at a taxi rank literally with all their fucking weed, everything, but so taking from them. So. That's madness. It should be sad. They have to think of every single opportunity for people to tick it over and make money. And weed is the most obvious thing I can think of. It really is. They have to exempt it. They have to turn a blind eye to it. It has to happen. Really. Why can't it be like California? Or be really super cool. Or Toronto. Or Miami. Or anywhere else. But if you think about it, the position we are all in with this... Um, crazy crazy ruling that we can sit and smoke as much weed as we want at home as long as we've got it it's quite a cool feeling hearing about what's going on around the world um i'm running out of weeds not something that i've really done much of in my life i've normally had weed all the time so um i'm, I'm sure it's an economics thing like mark said last week that um uh the first thing that goes is the quality of the weed sales that you you do. It's like people start doing mids and then less and then less and less because food takes a primary objective. So I think we're going to live through that as well. Mm -hmm. you growing your own, you always have five, have, you'll be able to still smoke. One seed a month will get you through the year. I can promise you that. If every month you put one seed down, you only have 12 that you'll always have, you'll always have some kind of smoke, regardless if it's the best crop of the smoke or if it's just some swag that's left over from your crop. You'll always have something, and I think in a, ensuring that you have that to ensure that you spend your money on, um, you know, more like you say, prioritize things uh, because at the end of the day, food and water is more priority than cannabis because that you know cannabis will keep you alive. Uh, maybe it might keep you sane and might keep you, you know, entertained. But just do yourself a favor and try and grow. Grow your own. In this time, in this time that we're going through, try and grow your own. Really, it's worth the, the look at it and the, the try. Sure. Um, strange times indeed. One more chance with the poll, guys. Have you got enough weed for the lockdown? Yeah, I've got lang dang. No, it's touch and go, and I already ran out. So I'm sure it's an issue for some. Um, I am definitely smoking less than I normally do, but for no other reason, like I'm eating less than I normally do, I'm doing social media less than I normally do, 
Um, it's been it's 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 weird. We've we're minimising everything and just what's it like not having an alarm clock? How's that for everybody? There's no point. Well, the internal alarm is working, so I'm still getting up in the mornings. It's just that I'm quieter for a while because the and boys you, are sleeping in. And when you when you go to the office at home, do you get dressed and put a bra on and put like lipstick on and the whole story? No. No, no. I did my hair tonight. It's the first time I haven't had fucking quarantine hair for since last Thursday. <laughs> it's been a hat or. <laughs> <coughs> It's actually quite lucky. Well, uh, I think we're having. I, don't know, but I seem to. I seem to have stuck to my my routine. I like to. I feel that you know to keep saying get up in the morning. Not you know, on the weekends. Come on, you can relax. But during the week, get up, have a shower, get changed, get your day going. Keep yourself saying the routine. You'll be. You'll get through this a lot easier than just completely going into complete. Um, like couch potato mode, and then when it comes to the end of this, where you've got to get up off your ass and get back into the mode of things, it's quite hectic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like uh, you know, a lot of people out there, they live on, they 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 live and work at home, and I think the people that have been living and working at home for a long time actually have some s subliminal skills that others don't. We, the, the people who live and work at home, can do a much better job of avoiding the fridge. Because it's like this evil white box in the corner. So people who live and work at home normally sit with their back to the fridge. So it's out of their peripheral vision. And somebody put on Twitter today, I don't want to rub it in, but it's just such an epic time not to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine are old enough to do stuff. So they've been doing stuff every single day in the garden and all over it's been fantastic. My kitchen has been deep cleaned and I didn't even lift a finger. I was going to say also, I'm sure that you, there's like, there are some people that are, are on their own, like literally on their own. I'm sure if they had a kid around, they would be able to do stuff. I mean, I, I, I did some art yesterday with my kid and I'm not an artist at all. I don't draw ever. I never have. But I put, I put something together and I was actually pretty chuffed with myself and it, was, it brings out a bit of a different side to you because now you're forced to do these things that you wouldn't do. Like, I bet you a lot of people are sitting on their couches and they're like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, I can just chill and not do this or whatever. Meantime, I'm outside doing like hopscotch and like building <laughs> obstacle courses and like I'm doing trampolines and man, I'm, I'm enjoying this. So, very like quarantine that. isn't that bad if you've got a kid actually. Yeah, I, I'm looking. It is what you can, what you make of it, I suppose. If, if you've got the space to do it. Have you been watching? Have you been watching Jay's Facebook feed? He's on like day eighteen, and he's got a small kid, and he's like, it's the first time that he's been like twenty four seven with the baby for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh, but she's beautiful, man. I see they bought a huge big Lego kit today. Yeah, no, she's going to be an absolute stunner. She's really gorgeous. Um, I'm not so sure we can get this Insta my gram up and running at the moment. I'm doing everything at my end to sort it out, but um, there's a funny thing just not right. Hang on. We'll just see. Anyway, we're still working away. Um, there's some funny stuff coming out on the feed here about how you actually get your weed. Meet me at the milk aisle. 20 grams under the Milo. Leave the cash by the wheat bix. <laughs> Indigo girl working from home like a pro. Yo, certainly is. Well, I'm losing. Here comes Instagram now. I hope. Maybe, maybe not. 
because it was a bit of a story last week. Um, uh -huh. It was a bit of a story last week running it, uh, and Mark couldn't see a thing. So I don't think it's. Um, has any have any of you guys looked at Instagram this week? Because um, it's hard. It's, no, it's, I haven't, unfortunately. They're actually all bursting at the seams, all of them. It's like, it's popping. It's absolutely crazy what's going on. There's some incredible bits and pieces coming out. And loads and loads of bubble hash and bags and presses and all sorts of shit happening. I took a photograph that I'll post on Instagram tomorrow of a pile of compost that we made that has been rotting for about four months. And we put it through a bunch of sieves today for the next level of well, fruit, you know, just life goes on. There's some really beautiful compost on the plot. And as, um, you know, the, we had the, um, we put the three pots together with the, with the grow mediums. There was a Freedom Farms, there was just cannabis, and there was the Jazz Farm. Well, the Jazz Farm, sativary looking yes. thing, that is ready to go now. And um, I don't know, it's probably a me two meters high. And it's um, we're gonna we'll harvest it and get a weight out of it, and I'm sure you can smoke some of it. So it's still going; it's an ongoing thing, the whole thing. I'll take a picture of it and put that on the Hotbox Instagram. And I think we nice. are losing the plot a little bit with the Instagram. It still eludes us as to how to you no know, try and no. I don't know what I'm doing wrong at this end here, really. I don't think I am. We had this. We had this pretty cooler the other day. Yesterday. Anyway. So, to uh, if this isn't going to work, this if this isn't going to work, well, uh, we're not going to waste any more much more time with it. So what? So what's everyone got planned for the coming week? Because I reckon there's a bunch of people out there thinking they've got all the time in the world and they're still not getting around to anything because they're still in shock about the whole thing. So do you think um, there are genuinely people out there that have absolutely no fucking idea what to do with themselves and they're like at the depths of boredom now that they'd like, they've never been put in this position. Like, Charles put a thing up on the group yesterday or day before that said, I finished Netflix today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I haven't even had, I started watching Netflix yet. I've been being busy in the garden or we're like relatively used to keeping ourselves busy around the house anyway. True story. Now I'm on so, a Yeah. I'm on a, yeah. I'm on a plot that requires a whole bunch of maintenance and I know Indigo Girl's listening in at the moment. She's on the feed and she's on a plot out there and she's having a whole story with the animals. It's, porcupines and snakes and spiders and shit going on but um, I haven't seen a big snake yet in my part of the world I don't do snakes at all I'm English how are you with snakes are you guys good at snakes no fucking way remember yeah, I remind me to share a photo with you of the one that we um, found in your front garden a few weeks ago oh, and then there's Buzz's puff adder <laughs> that we never saw Buzz had the no, puff adder no. under the couch <laughs> that was an interesting night. <laughs> that um, I never saw that puff had it, but it took it took a long time for you to get the colour back into your face. <laughs> yeah, 
I realized I'm Nicholas calls on head walking past that thing. It was living yeah, a meter from where I'm sitting right now. And I think it had been living there for a while. Sure. Hell of a no, thing. Thank you. Hell of a thing. Um I'm gonna knock the I'm gonna knock this week's into my uh, gram on the head and um call it a day on that technology anyway. We we'll figure it out at some point. Um it's all very, very haphazard round here at the moment. So um next week um I'm gonna invite um Tembisa on to the show. We're gonna go into the townships next week and see how it's going on down there because it's doesn't look like it's anything like I'm experienced with a lockdown. So Tapello is one of our guests next week from um, from Tembisa Live, and uh, I hope to get into the depths of Soweto. So Tabo, if you're listening, I'd love to get in touch with you, and um, we're going to go down that route. So um, uh, who? What do we got here? Actually, most of Netflix is pretty lame. Too many watered-down copies of big shows that are successful on pay channels. Lately, YouTube is much better, and Al Jazeera absolutely rocks as a news source. Charles Henning, always with our media requests and requirements and playlists on Spotify. And can you believe there is actually a um, COVID-19 playlist on Spotify now? I kid you not. And there are COVID... Um, Emojis as uh, stickers on Telegram. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> what are we coming to? So that is next this week. Is crazy. That is next week. Um, we're not going to do Instagram. Um, if anybody has a rate my grow that we figure that we can call somebody in on to do rate my grow, and uh, not a rate. Uh, yeah, growing with my buds. We haven't done a growing with my buds for a long time. So I don't know how we coordinate mm -hmm. that. But it'd be cool because it is harvest time. And aha, look at that man there. Yes, as he works hard in the background, this dude. Wow, there's an Insta my gram. No, yeah, there's an Insta your gram starting at the top. I, I don't think I have much in the way of controller. But let me go over to another machine and see. Yeah. Can you see that scrolling? Yeah. Is it working? I can't see from my screen. Aha. Can 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 everybody on Zoom see that? No. 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 You, can, you can drive it and pick the winner, but we can't see yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. What a what a hell of a thing to have to do. There's some incredible fucking weed on here. Hang on, um, I'm just turning a microphone inside out, hold on. So this, we're back at where we were with Mark last week, but anyway, we'll work it out. Um, on the main, what I presume is the main monitor out, I am just scrolling down through this week's Instamigrams. There's a hell of a thing. I haven't done Instamigram presents for two weeks now, but we know your names. Don't worry, we'll get to you after this whole load of rubbish here. Canapatch is coming up with a beautiful purple number there. Incredible. Artwork with the Sativa specials. People are now growing. There's, um, there's, there's grow bags filling up. It's perpetual. Oh, look at, um, wow, look at CD Underbelly, some 
some gummy berry outdoor. We all know the gummy berry, everything rocks about the gummy berry. Imagine me zeroing in on that now. We know it well. Some dry sift going on, there's some rosin going on, there's a whole, oh, this is a super cool picture of some gummy berries. Grow up dot, grow, the growup.sa has got a, a near winner at the moment with their Instamy ground. There's some really cool little gummy berries going on there. Let's see how that goes. Somebody's trying to get hold of me somewhere. Uh, there's an unusual looking plant. Dachabud. Wow, what a bud. What is that? No idea. Green Gelato. Greenhouse Seed Company from Dachabud. Really amazing looking thing. We're getting very close to the end now. I recognize that. That came through during the week from Zolbach. That's a full melt dripping. It's a, it, it doesn't really do, do much of an instamigram, but that is one hell of a burn going on. Really beautiful joint with a whole bunch of um, full melt zigzagged, coiled round the plant, round of joint. Hell of a thing. Omar420 SA getting a mensch there. Whoa. Ah, Zolbard again. My God. Bubble hash looking beautiful. Wow, that's like a look straight out of a Frenchy cannoli movie. And it's so it goes on. What's that? Homegrown obsession. Seeds like these don't happen by mistake. They're white. The seeds are actually almost white. Maybe it's just because there's a light underneath them. It's a real shame. Wow. You Hang on. And Mystic Bros has got another. Jesus, it's really difficult tonight. Shit. Hang on. Let's see if the hotbox show is trying to get hold of me here. Poll results. Jesus, it's all happening. Um, have you got, can you do the poll results, uh, somebody out there, while I'm scrolling through this lot still? It's on there, if you can get to the Hotbox group. The, the poll results have come through. I'm going to keep scrolling. Wow, beauty. Garden root genetics. We know, wow, we just keep zeroing on all the cool weed. So in this week's poll, the question was, do you have enough weed for the lockdown? The options were, sure, I've got lang dank, mm, it's a bit touch and go, or already dry as fuck. Uh, yo, it looks like we've got a lot of stoner preppers here. 62% uh, were, I got lang dank, 25% were touch and go, and 12% are already dry. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people online reaching out because they dry, like, where can I find in this area? Where can I find in that area? No, bro, not on Facebook. Shit, well, I was going to try and put, I was going to put a couple of um, uh, cannabis social clubs onto the show to see, but I can't really, there's no questions you can ask anybody, because if anybody's 
doing anything. It's seriously on the underground still. It's like really testing times for what actually is the underground anyway. It's just like people are morphing. Like Julie says around her way, more and more people are doing curbside deliveries and shit. But um, um, it, it must be getting around somewhere. Maybe it's too yeah. early to tell. I'm supposed to be using drones local deliveries. Well, I've made a, I've made a pick here um, from Dachabud in Seapoint in the Western Cape. And this is that green gelato. And it really is. It's like a grey-green, um, subdued, almost black and white shot. And it's an absolute beauty. And I don't think Dachabud has actually um, uh, won anything before. So I'm going to keep that in mind. And then um, go back to the couch to do some party shots. So, what do you reckon, crew? Are we actually pulling this off, or is it just turning into a fucking schmangle? I think no, we're pulling it off. It's doing well. We were rocking it. We were, we, we were loving it. I'm sure you know. Our, even our views tonight were solid. As you know, 28 are watching right now, so. We're good, our 28 strong, fuck yeah, we're good. <clears throat> um, Facebook has got another app, it's called Creator Studio, I think, that I got sent, and I put it in, and to do all the admin of all of the sites we've got, it's got some great stats and stuff, and the, um, the statistics of the shorts are going up and up as people get bites of 10 minutes, 20 minutes of however it was, of the guests and Instamigram and... And it sort of cuts out all the warts and all, so it is working out. And I, I really, um, I really appreciate you pulling in every Thursday in these weird times. I, I, I suppose it's cool to take a break. We we, um, we are going to um, switch over in our heads now in the hot box. We're going to close this down, and then we're going to go on to Gringo's live feed and check him out and see if we can score a slot in there. I think Alistair Walton's on there live with him now from South Africa, as far as I can tell. So um, I think we should all sign off, guys. And um, in the background, the, the silent crazy dude, the guy in the back that's putting all this together, thank you so much for schmangling all that. Buzz, thank you for joining us, matey. I'll probably, I might see you the other side on Gringo's feed. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice one. Peace. Joe. Listen, everybody, like, um, stay safe and choose happy. <laughs> stay <laughs> hope you safe, get you, everybody. I hope you get your Jenny fix. See you. Thanks, Dan. Cool. Stay Bye. safe. Thanks for watching. It's chaos. It always is. Oh, <laughs> my